Welcome to the Nest and Nurture podcast. I'm your host and psychotherapist, Leisha Cash. Now let's get this therapy session started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on this podcast all about finding your right fit when it comes to a therapist. Today, I'm going to be talking about what a psychotherapist is, what I specialize in my practice, and how to pick the therapist that's right for you. So let's get started. So what exactly is a psychotherapist? First things first, it's not a psychologist. So when you're going to fill out your insurance claims, ensuring that you are covered by a psychotherapist is of the utmost importance so that you can get reimbursed for those claims. Psychotherapy is essentially talk therapy. When you meet with a psychotherapist, you receive counseling with a licensed clinical professional. I often refer to myself as a perinatal therapist or a woman's wellness therapist as I work in a very specific niche supporting women across the lifespan with a specialization in maternal mental health. And I think it's really important to be clear about my specialization as I work in this field every day, and much of my expertise is in this area. So when you're seeking out a therapist, really understanding if they are specialized in what you're looking for. So for instance, if you are looking for a perinatal therapist, here are some common themes that I work with as a perinatal therapist with my clients. And I'm going to explain all of these things in subsequent podcasts. One of the things I work on with clients is perinatal mood disorders. So that might be OCD, PTSD, anxiety, depression. Another theme we often talk about is transitioning into motherhood. Relationships and communication, such as attachment relationship challenges, intimacy challenges, boundary issues within relationships and external factors, such as community or work. And silent work. You know, all of those things that you do, like emptying the dishwasher and doing the laundry that nobody really remembers is happening unless it doesn't happen. That. Perfectionism, fertility journeys, grief and loss, and I'm talking about the broader concept of losing oneself or losing a maternity leave to a pandemic, as well as specific to the physical loss of death. And perinatal burnout and a need for nurturing. In addition to the perinatal work, I often meet with women around just generalized relationship challenges, such as getting married, divorced, going through co-parenting journeys, step-parent journeys, moving in together, changing careers, all of those types of things. So how do you find the right therapist for you? It's important to find a therapist that you feel is a good fit specifically for your needs. I have to acknowledge that there are many, many, many therapists out there, especially now that we've been able to engage in virtual therapy. People don't necessarily need to rent an office space anymore, so they can just do it from the comfort of their home. And that has provided access to so many therapists. Therefore, sifting through all of their bios might feel a little overwhelming and daunting. And that's why it's important to know exactly what you're looking for in a therapist. And I'm not saying you have to know exactly why you're going to therapy and all of the things you want to talk about. I just want you to have some idea of what general theme you might be interested or themes to talk about with your therapist so that you can look them up and narrow down the search. So the first step in this process is asking yourself, do I know what I need? 
is there a specific niche that would be applicable to your presenting needs? So if you have just experienced a loss, perhaps you would look for a therapist trained in grief and loss. If you're pregnant, perhaps you would be looking for a perinatal therapist such as myself. So you want to have somebody who understands what pregnancy is like, who understands the trials and tribulations that you might go through and can empathize with that journey. One way to find a therapist is to seek out recommendations from friends or family and only do so if you feel safe to share that you are seeking professional support. It's really great to know that somebody has received support from someone and it has been beneficial. If that's not an option, another way is checking with any health or wellness clinic you may be associated with. Sometimes there are therapists who are already connected with a collective or a multidisciplinary team, which provides easy access to a support system you're already a part of. So if you are attending a woman's wellness clinic for your prenatal or massage, perhaps they already have a counselor within their clinic that you can meet with that's specialized in perinatal work. There are also a lot of databases out there that provide you with lists of therapists by location and specialization. I would recommend going to one of those sites and narrowing down your search. You want to find a therapist that's in your area as there are many parameters that therapists must follow in terms of seeing clients within their country and province. In addition, if they are close to where you live, you may be able to have the option to see them both virtually or in clinic. So once you narrow down the location, be sure to take a look at their bios to get more insight into their specializations and training, their approach, their philosophy, and any kind of certifications that they have that might be applicable to your needs. Ask yourself if they seem like someone you could connect with. If they have provided their rates and availability, determine if they are affordable and if their schedule works well with yours. Often clients ask me, how often should I meet with you? And I always am very clear with my clients that I want this to be best for them financially and support wise. So I want to ensure that if they're seeing me weekly, they can manage that financially as well as it feels good to be seeing me weekly. I do see clients a lot bi-weekly because it provides the space for them to A, financially afford it, and B, process in between our sessions. So I leave it up to the clients in terms of how often and frequently we see each other, but I always let them know that my door is open. I have some clients that see me on a monthly basis and some clients that do booster sessions maybe every three months where they come and they discuss and they share and then they go and then I see them in a couple months again. So it's really up to you what you would like to be your frequency. And I feel like if you find a therapist that has other ideas around that, that would be an important discussion topic to have during a consultation or your first session. Once you have found a few that you feel might be a good fit, the best way to really find out is to reach out to them and schedule a consultation. Many clinicians offer a free 15 to 20 minute consult that provides you with the opportunity to put a face to a name, ask questions that you have about their practice and their methods that they would utilize to support you with your therapeutic goals. Above all else, it would be important to determine if they feel like someone you could be vulnerable with to share the deepest emotions and experiences you have. If you don't feel comfortable with a therapist, that's okay. It's similar to blind dates. Not all of them work out. Not all of them are a good fit. A good therapist will know and understand that. Be honest with yourself about what you're looking for. And if after the consultation or if you have a session and you feel they're just not quite a match, they're not meeting your needs in this moment, that's okay. 
I always say to my clients, I would never want them to waste their time and money seeing me if they did not feel it was beneficial. And that is the way every therapist should approach these relationships. Similar to friendships, sometimes we grow out of therapeutic relationships. We shift and grow as humans and enter new life stages, and they require different levels of support. Similar to relationships, sometimes we grow out of therapeutic relationships as well. We shift and grow as humans and enter new life stages that require new levels of support. So if you feel that you've been seeing a therapist, maybe you have a long-term relationship with them, but they're no longer specialized in this life stage, that's okay. You don't have to ghost them necessarily, but sometimes people do that. But just providing them with feedback that you know you're in a different stage of your life and you're going to seek out someone who's more specialized in that area, that would be a perfectly appropriate thing to do. Or you can ghost them. So all of these different ways of accessing support and navigating this process, it really all comes down to one thing. Is this person going to be someone that you want to meet with every week or every other week where you can feel that they are listening, you feel understood, you feel supported, validated, heard, all of those things? Do you feel comfortable opening up to this person? Are they open? Are they knowledgeable in the area that you really are seeking support in? Never do anything that doesn't feel good. This is self-care. This is self-improvement. If it's not feeling good, don't go. Don't book another appointment. It's your time and your money. It's very valuable and important. It's a hard process to navigate when it feels overwhelming. So narrow down that search. Take those free consults as many as you can get, date around, shop around, be honest with the therapist that you're meeting with if that feels safe and comfortable to do so, and navigate who is your fit. I hope that this podcast was helpful in helping you determine what kind of therapist you're looking for, what your needs are in this moment, and how you can navigate this process. Until next time, take care. Oh, and in case someone hasn't already told you today, you are amazing. Bye.